What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, September 17th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day, where we are already nostalgic for Insta Story posts telling us to vote in the California recall. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's just do the whole thing again. In October, I am not participating, but I was caught up in the drama. I love a good infographic. I live for them, and I die for them. On today's show, the FDA considers boosters for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, plus four civilians shot up into space with just the autopilot as their captain. Uh Uh-oh. But first, it has been a busy week in Minneapolis for the issue of police reform and accountability. First, former Minneapolis police officer and convicted murderer Derek Chauvin pleaded not guilty to not one but two federal indictments this week in two separate instances of extreme police brutality. Wow. Yeah. And people might have missed this actually happening. So tell us what the details are there. Yeah. So you probably remember when Chauvin was convicted earlier this year on state murder charges for killing George Floyd. He's currently serving a 22 and a half year sentence at a maximum security prison outside of Minneapolis for that. But he and three other former Minneapolis police officers are also facing federal charges from Floyd's murder. And earlier this week on Tuesday, the four of them pleaded not guilty to those charges. But that's not where this ends. Chauvin also pleaded not guilty yesterday in a completely separate indictment involving the use of unreasonable force, this time with a 14-year-old back in September of 2017. Yeah, dear Lord. So what happened in that incident? So the first count of that indictment said Chauvin, quote, held the teenager by the throat and struck them multiple times in the head with a flashlight. Then the second count said that Chauvin, quote, held his knee on the neck and upper back of the teenager, even after they were lying prone, handcuffed and unresisting. Obviously horrific for so many reasons, but especially because that last part sounds very similar to what he did to George Floyd. Yeah. And after Floyd's murder, the people of Minneapolis were calling for these big systemic changes to be made to policing in the city. So what do we know about their proposals and what is actually happening now? Yeah, there are two parts here. So first, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the proposal that has been in the works, and then we can get into some of the hiccups that have been happening on the way to getting it on to the ballot. Got it. Okay, let's do it. So like you said, the community definitely wants policing reforms. Even opponents Mm -hmm. of the proposal that's currently on the table agree with that. But not everybody agrees on what those reforms should look like. There is a ballot referendum right now in Minneapolis to replace the police department with a public safety department. This new department would use a so-called comprehensive public health approach, meaning that law enforcement would be reduced and focused on responding to violent crime, while other specialized responders would address mental health, addiction, homeless outreach, and violence prevention. 
Okay, so an interesting proposal being put forward there, but there is a caveat since it doesn't go quite as far as police abolition altogether. Right. Okay, so the organizers behind this proposal say that the public safety department would absolutely still have police and that the goal of this amendment is not to defund or disband the police. The proposal also would shift the department from under the purview of the mayor's office, which is what the police department is, um, to give the city council a little more oversight as well. But opponents of this proposal think that the amendment doesn't offer a clear enough plan for what this new department is actually going to look like and how it will work. But the coalition behind the plan says that it's intentionally lacking some of these details. They want to work with residents to, you know, create what this becomes. Right, right, right. And so aside from the proposal's outright opponents, there are other things that are standing in its way. Do we know at this point if this is actually going to be on the ballot? Yes. So we found this out right before we went to record. Really Uh great timing for us, but definitely came down to the wire. So for the first time since Floyd's death 15 months ago, the people of Minneapolis will be voting in a local election. And today itself is actually the first day of early voting. So if you are Mm. there, make your plan to vote, get out there, do your thing. But the reason that things got so crazy was because earlier this week, a judge in Hennepin County ruled that the city officials chose to present this question to voters in a, quote, unreasonable and misleading way. And she barred the votes on the measure from being counted. Wow. Yes. This prompted an immediate appeal to the state Supreme Court, which ruled that the votes would be counted. But that happened at about 6 p.m. Central yesterday night. Not before I stress ate multiple bowls of Thai food waiting for what would happen here. Listen, there are worse foods to stress eat. So at least there's that. Yeah, certainly are. That is true. And we will keep following the story. I'll keep you all updated on the future of policing in Minneapolis and hopefully across the country as well. But for now, an update on the pandemic. Today, U.S. officials take a shot at maybe approving a booster of one of the COVID-19 vaccines. And some health experts say they might be necessary for certain people. Our vaccines are holding up uh, against severe illness for most people. Uh, But the data emerging from Israel, the data emerging from the United States, uh, suggests that efficacy of the vaccine does begin to wane probably about six months after the second shot. That was Dr. Ashish Jha, the dean of the Brown School of Public Health, talking about boosters on MSNBC yesterday. An FDA advisory committee has a hearing scheduled today about the need for a third shot of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. It's expected to vote today, too. But Gideon, what do we know about what experts are thinking here? Yeah, so this has been a pretty big topic of discussion for a while and for a lot of different reasons, uh, among them being the question of giving people third doses before we have these huge populations of the world that have yet to have one. And another being whether or not such a strategy like this for all ages is even really backed up scientifically at this point. And so within that, maybe what the goal is of such a strategy overall, like, is it fully necessary to tamp down any and all infection risk or just focus on severe outcomes? But to take a step back here, it's been nearly a month since the Biden administration said that it was planning to make boosters available to the general population beginning as soon as September 20th pending approval. I had to check a calendar to make sure that this is accurate, but September 20th is Monday. There has been some skepticism of that plan, though. Where is it coming from and what is the reasoning behind it? Yeah, so some of it is from the FDA itself. On Wednesday, the FDA put out this report talking about the data that it analyzed from Pfizer and BioNTech. As a reminder, that data was submitted by the companies themselves with the intent on getting this third shot approved. 
And so the FDA sounded pretty noncommittal, and they raised some caveats about the available booster data at this stage. A lot of that is coming from Israel. Uh, the agency said that some studies pointed to declines in efficacy for symptomatic infections, but other ones didn't. And the reviewers wrote in part, quote, overall data indicate that currently U.S. licensed or authorized COVID-19 vaccines still afford protection against severe COVID-19 disease and death in the United States. So point there being these vaccines are still working. We don't know at this point if it's super, super necessary to recommend more. And even before that, two FDA regulators who are planning to leave the agency published their own review in the medical journal, The Lancet. They said that there wasn't much credible evidence to support a booster campaign for the whole population at this point. Okay, so that's the skepticism. But what is the case being made for boosters? Is there one? What What's going on there? There is. Um, Pfizer has really been making it, which, you know, you can interpret in a lot of different say. ways. You do not say, but they've really been relying on actual real data from Israel in making their case to U.S. health officials. The most recent data was published in the New England Journal of Medicine earlier this week, and that pointed to a pretty significant drop in the likelihood of infection among about one million people in Israel. They were aged 60 and older after receiving a third Pfizer dose. That's in addition to severe disease. So evidence that the third one is helpful. Uh, Pfizer also said that when it gave a third dose to over 300 or so trial participants, antibodies jumped about threefold. Now, one other thing to just throw out there as we wait to learn more about what the U.S. is going to do, the U.K. announced a plan earlier this week for getting through the winter months of the pandemic. And part of it included offering a third dose to people over 50. Okay. So as you said, we are still waiting to see what this meeting will hold. But what is next in the process here? Okay, so the recommendations by this committee are not binding per se, but the FDA does typically follow them. And that's basically to sign off on the efficacy and safety. Then next week, the CDC is going to meet with their own advisors, and they will be determining who would actually get another dose in the U.S. if that happens. In the past, they had suggested that boosters could be useful for people like nursing home residents, older people generally, healthcare workers, and the like. The option is already available to people who are immunocompromised. So today is going to kind of mark the start of the process of finding out how much more widely boosters end up getting recommended. We're keeping our eyes on the developing story, and we'll be back with more on it next week. And that is the latest for now. It's Friday, Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are talking about letting a robot drive you to space. Uh, SpaceX launched its first private space flight on Wednesday with just four tourists aboard and an automated system operating the capsule. Uh, unlike the relatively brief billionaire space flights that we've seen recently, this trip will last a full three days, splashing down tomorrow. The rocket, which is called Inspiration 4, is going to soar 100 miles above the International Space Station with a planned maximum altitude of 357 miles. The whole trip is funded by one of the passengers, billionaire Jared Isaacman. He intends to use the trip to raise $100 million for St. Jude Hospital, on top of $100 million that he has already pledged to donate. Yesterday, SpaceX tweeted that the crew was, quote, healthy, happy, and resting comfortably, 
So Priyanka, what is your reaction to the first no astronaut space flight? Well, I mean, I have a healthy, happy, resting comfortably. That's intel from a robot. Do we trust that? <laughs> I don't know. I think the robot has the most hostages in space. That is my that's my initial reaction to this. What about you? Would you go to space if a robot was flying you there? I this is such an interesting question. Thank you for asking. I uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would if a human was piloting or or trusted sources. It's a it's a uh, high risk high reward proposal, I guess. It's I, wild. You know. Like none of them. No, I'm presuming they know very little about. I don't know, astronaut stuff? Like, you want to be up there with nobody who knows what they're doing? Like, that seems like a terrible idea to me. Right. Or, you know, that, to your point, there is something going on with the computer type situation where it turns into like a 2001 HAL type thing and there are like ulterior motives here or something. Um, but good for them. We we hope that the computer obviously does not uh, turn on them at any point. <laughs> um just like that, we have checked our temps. Stay safe on the ground or in space, whatever it is that you prefer. And we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? 
And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Idaho Department of Health announced that it will expand healthcare rationing throughout the entire state yesterday. This comes because of a tremendous increase in the number of patients that are hospitalized with COVID-19. On Wednesday, Idaho's largest hospital network, St. Luke's Health System, asked state officials to allow, quote, crisis standards of care. Now, crisis care standards are when resources are strained, such as when there are a scarce number of ICU beds, and only patients who are most likely to survive receive them. Only about 40% of Idaho's population is currently vaccinated, and it has the third lowest vaccination rate in the country. About 92% of all of the COVID-19 patients in St. Luke's hospitals were unvaccinated. Coronavirus patients have exhausted the state's medical resources, and in the last week, one in every 201 Idaho residents has tested positive for the virus. God, that is so crazy. Yeah. Wildfires in California are now threatening some of the biggest trees on Earth. Two fires in the Sierra Nevada mountains have already closed down Sequoia National Park, which is home to giant sequoia trees, some that are as tall as 300 feet and hundreds to thousands of years old. Two-thirds of all giant sequoia grove acres have already burned down in wildfires within the last five years. A historic drought and heat waves caused by man-made climate change are to blame for the extreme proliferation of fires in the area. Firefighters are working hard to protect the giants by doing things like wrapping them in huge fire-resistant blankets that are usually reserved for protecting buildings. Here's hoping that they're able to save the General Sherman tree, which, fun fact, is the largest tree in the world by volume. It will become the biggest and most vengeful tree ghost if we kill it via climate change. We cannot let that happen. No, but I mean, could you blame it for stomping on some humans and, you know, getting revenge? For haunting? Yeah, no, I I certainly could not. No. Uh, Now on to some international tea, which could potentially have long lasting consequences for global relations. Uh, Yesterday, both China and France called out a brand new security alliance in which the U.S. and the U.K. agreed to help Australia deploy nuclear powered submarines in the Pacific. Even though China was not explicitly mentioned in the announcement, this decision has widely been interpreted as an attempt to counter Beijing's reach in the region. China's government said the new partnership clearly targeted China. They had been subtweeted and warned that it could intensify a regional arms race. Meanwhile, France is angry because the New Deal voided a $66 billion agreement it made in 2016 to sell French-built submarines, pronounced submarines, to Australia. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken tried to cool things down yesterday, describing France as a, quote, vital partner in the Indo-Pacific region. That was after France compared Biden to Trump for making the decision without warning or discussion. The girls are fighting. (laughs) All right. Here is the latest on some stories that have been captivating slash tormenting us this week. The show that set out to prove that helping people is a zero sum game. The activist on CBS (laughs) is being retooled after widespread backlash. In its initial formulation, the activists pitted six contestants against each other to see who could raise the most awareness for their cause. The competition element has now been nixed, and the show will air as a documentary special about the six activists. No word on what's happening to Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Hough. 
who were initially announced as judges. Presumably, the camera will cut to them frowning throughout the dock to show that they understand that this is serious <laughs> business. There is also an update to the most famous stolen election of the past year, the one for Jeopardy's new host. <laughs> oh, Trivia man. champ Ken Jennings will join Mayim Bialik in hosting through the end of 2021 after Mike Richards, like at least one other Michael Richards before him, experienced a very public <laughs> downfall. The White House confirmed on Wednesday that it had offered to arrange a call between a doctor and large ball misinformation vector, (laughs) Nicki Minaj. That's probably what Minaj was talking about when she said she'd been invited to visit the White House, which is uh, very, very different. But sure, Nicki, whatever you say, I'm not in the mood to get in a fight with the barbs. Her assistant who relayed that information to her might be getting fired now. That's what I think might have happened. Here. I think there's a lot that that has gone wrong this week in Nicki Minaj's life. I feel like maybe she could use a do over. I, I would yeah. like that for her. We could all do the men in black memory eraser thing uh, for her and yeah. everyone involved. I'd be happy uh, with that. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, Love It or Leave It is back in Los Angeles, live or else. Backs up and mask up to join John Lovett and friends every week at Arena Cine Lounge outdoors. In his first show back, Lovett will be joined by friend of the pod, Emily Heller. Tickets are on sale now for weekly shows starting September 23rd. Learn more and get your tickets at cricket.com slash events. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, be a good Michael Richards if your name is Michael Richards, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just reviews of the short format YouTube documentary that will likely be the final form of <laughs> CBS's The Activist, like me, what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And Eyes, and on, eyes the on the Road, road Robot, robot space, space Pilot. pilot. Yeah. Do not look at pedestrians, please. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.